0: Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's Food, News, and Shoes Radio. Back for another week, Chef Jeremy Ashby, Sylvia Lovely, myself, Twitch. We're going to talk food, and this week, the yeah. theme is independent restaurants. And do we ever have a great one coming on the show?
1: How Old this, San Juan. How did this happen? Were you hey, just in there? I, I kind of like snuck out and found it on my own because he fed me <laughs> and my husband three new dishes coming. And I didn't tell you all. No. I didn't want y'all to steal
0: the thunder. Old San okay? Juan, by the way, <laughs> is a I think now a three-decade-old Cuban yes, restaurant. Been in around Lexington. forever. Been here forever, over o- almost thirty years. And on Surfside, off Malibu.
2: Yeah, I was eating there before I went to culinary school. I, yeah, you know, it's right the when ultimate end. F- first started cooking, I heard this. A rumor about (laughs) something called a Cuban sandwich Mm -hmm. and it being good. I figured I'd try one out as like an 18-year-old kid and change my life, really. And I remember
1: it was tiny at that time, maybe two tables. He's expanded it. We'll hear all about that.
0: Can I ask you guys that question? Mm -hmm. You brought that up. Everyone, especially who works in food, but even if you don't work in the food industry— there is a, a time you tasted something that you've never tasted before and it right. changed your life it changes it, it makes yeah it, for you That's what, food was it a
2: cuban sandwich well that was one of the one of the dishes that that done it i've had several I dishes had bring me tears before sometimes <laughs> yeah. you know like, so just cause I, like it's so good i don't know how they did it. it happened a lot younger hey in my chef career. you
1: had one the other night salmon uh
0: ravioli's.
2: Oh, unreal, right? A
1: <laughs> that was good.
0: There's a there's a moment when you're a little kid and you eat something that you've never that's so far out mm-hmm. of like the your mom's mm-hmm. meatball. Dude, love.
2: I can't tell if it's like a new flavor or like a flavor from a past life that you recognize. Like <laughs> yeah, it literally that hits it hits like this that. Made me
0: true. For me, I can tell you yeah. what it was. I was in Austin, Texas. I was 18 years old. I never had cilantro before. Oh. An ingredient. Yeah, it was an ingredient, and I never had it. And I said, something tastes different. Something's blowing something my mind.
2: Something
0: soapy. Right now. Yeah, right. No I'm kidding. <laughs> you know, was, some people say it tastes some like some soap. Some people hate it, but I loved it. And in that moment, because Cuban food does not use generally a lot of cilantro, you get some culantro yeah. and you get other flavor. But I never had this cilantro. particular, and it blew. And now it's my favorite herb.
1: I have so many good flavor memories. What's though, your favorite? That What's the
0: memory that blew your mind?
1: Uh, hmm. I have a
2: couple. You know, it could also be a location or place. Sure.
1: I think so. It's like music. You it's know, like, you remember somewhere you were. And like music, food and,
2: can give you a sense of place yeah. and time. You know, like yeah. it can transport just you right back. Yeah. Great pizza um, or
1: great. Right.
2: Food. What about hole in the wall places around? Well, town? let's
1: talk about some of those. Okay. Uh, or not hole in the
2: wall, but just uh, you now, know the 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 dyes or just the the local favorites or the things you grew up with. be a die, right? Well,
1: let's preface that with. What is an independent? Right. Okay, what is an indie? Well, we always we throw that around. What n- is an indie? Wouldn't
2: that be something with less than five locations? Is there like a. bubbling to the top franchise- of my head. Completely.
1: Franchises are owned by local people, so it doesn't quite qualify. Right. But an indie is something that you just remember because it's authentic.
2: So organically and made, but non duplicated.
1: A, a lot of times it's a family running it.
0: I would say it's something where the recipes, the food, everything is controlled by someone within the restaurant.
1: Right. As right, they po- don't have pre-made menus. Right.
0: And they don't have to follow this yep. person's recipes. Corporate it's right. Recipes. It's it's uh, Indies, I mean this is the, I mean like you said, all franchises are owned by somebody. Usually yeah, within the city you're in, yeah. so they're all sort of
2: local. All franchises started out as an
0: indie. Exactly.
1: They all started out there, but a lot of times, and the reason I ask that, there's an article in the paper about Mellow Mushroom mm-hmm. closing, and the difference between having a franchise and the difference in owning your own mm-hmm. kind of came up in the conversation in the paper. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of is interesting to me because, you know, what we know is that it's hard to have an indie. You know, Jeff, you and I both know that. We have two indies right
2: yeah i mean i th- i think reason people open franchises is it's a kind of a recipe for a a success recipe. Mm-hmm. you know all of the and things of that you have good. to figure out as yeah. an indie are already kind of done for it but you pay for that you know right. you pay mm-hmm. royalties you pay a franchising fee every year it's basically pay to play yeah. right
1: it doesn't mean it's not good it's doesn't just it's not, not an right. indie exactly
2: Right, so I don't, I don't. What was the question? I'm sorry. I forgot. What an indie was? Yeah, uh, I think tell all of us all are right.
1: Tell us, but tell us some, some Well, one that I think
2: it, you know breaks off. This has happened in Versailles, what 20, 30 years ago. Was there was like Taco um, Bell or something like that? But then the oh, owner broke yeah. off to make Taco Tico, okay. which is now gone from corporate to indie. Now back to corporate. It's a franchise, right? Right, and so, it's
0: one of my favorite. It's fast food fast food well, tacos a lot too. it is really good. if you've never had tico it's it's amazing
1: it, it, that happens a lot right uh, and it's it's good i right. mean you know but somebody sees a formula for success but then you take away maybe that family element or that right. what you said the internal person makes right the, decisions. the
0: control over once uh, somebody a recipe. out once somebody outside of the four walls of that restaurant is able to control what goes lives? on in there. It loses something.
1: Because you determine your recipes, I mean, with the help of your fellow yeah. people, but, but you don't have to call
0: corporate.
1: To
2: no, I don't. I can change them tomorrow, and I don't have to go up right. a flagpole at all. It's awesome. Yeah.
0: Don't you think there's some, once like, let's just say, uh, pick a city, someone in Atlanta starts making decisions that affects your restaurant right. in Lexington, they That's can't really feel it. exactly yeah. what's going on.
2: You know what I mean? It kind of loses it. It loses something. And I, I can get that. I mean, how you would maybe just say, I can do this better myself and, mm-hmm. and just kind of leave the franchise realm and, you know, still have and, a restaurant. And it
1: has – there are things about it that's tougher and there are things about it that aren't. Exactly. You know, just a quick statistic. Mm-hmm. 6.2% is the margin on restaurants – but. Uh, Six point two percent margin of, of profit uh-huh. since the start of the pandemic, and it's three percent at Indies. Generally, yeah, that's a generalization. So
2: yeah. that's
0: that's very low, right? I mean, you know, it, it, that's what you t-
2: that's what you take home in a restaurant. Is it? You know, and I think if you're really good, you're in the ten percent to fifteen percent range. But that's what you know, the top end. And I mean, the ones that do that are like Taco Bell, like Italian concepts with super low food costs. So you know, I think one the corporate you know if you're buying into a franchise they i think they really do help hedge and buy advertising for your region that's true you mm-hmm. know which can give you the extra business to get that's up above true. into the profit margin so and recognizable brand you know you enter the market with something that people already know or recognize yeah. or they've seen it in another city and they can't wait to because they heard and they have one they just and,
1: want something that's formulaic and,
2: and also new, you, yeah.
0: and you know you think about well why don't we same. always just eat at independent restaurants and you think well you know what I got three crying kids in the car. I could take a chance on this place. You want a formula. Or I know they're going to like McDonald's. Like on the
1: interstate, you
0: know, you're going to go
1: to the sign that you recognize. But
0: see, and that's what I like is I like going to the place I've never been. Well, me too. That's what I like about food.
2: Me too. Getting
1: off the interstate and going into the small town that's nearby.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'll stop at two or three of them and just get a (coughs) small thing at each. But what are some of your all's local kind of, you know, like the family feel we talked about, you know, the like catch. Back in the day, back in the day, my dad used to eat a place called Buffalo and Dad's every day for oh, yeah. lunch when he worked at IBM. Mm-hmm. You know, like what are the places like? We got Winchell's, Thoroughbred Restaurant, like some you know, diner has that feel. Mm-hmm. Suggins, feel. yeah, Suggins, right? Any other ones up? Wheeler's Pharmacy, Wheeler's Pharmacy. You of know, my know the soda counter. Okay,
1: let yeah. me mention the catch. Yeah, which the is catch is now on the cell, uh, the block. It's to open. To be sold. It's open. It's just run it's going by to be a sold. family, mm-hmm. which is kind of like Shake Shack. You know, it was run by a family. And I guess still is, and and still open. But the catch is on the market because somebody in the family passed away, and mm-hmm. the owner doesn't want to keep on with it. But yeah, will it change its flavor? You know he doesn't want it
0: to. And I know Hatch the catch is just has, one of those iconic places. The catch has regulars. You go in there on a Friday night and you'll see the same faces. You will. That were in there last Friday night. And it's it's a hangout
2: place. It's a total neighborhood hangout. But, you know, it's also kind of one of our only um, kind of fried fish and fish houses mm-hmm. in Lexington. We just don't when have you think that. About it. You know, I don't think business is the problem there. I mean, I don't think location is no, the problem. I think it's just. You know, if you want to, if you're an operator and go in and buy that, I think you probably could do 30 more years right on Mm -hmm. Southland Drive Mm -hmm. at the
0: catch. Well, because, you know, there was a a couple, there was a restaurant, maybe it was a few months ago, where the owner just said, I'm just too old. I'm tired. Oh, what was that? I can't remember. And I don't mean to say I'm too old. It's just that he's done this. He's set in his 70s and he goes, I can't. Oh, it
1: was Loudon Buffet.
0: That's right. Which
1: was an iconic place. And you go,
0: you know, this is not a, a game to get into. You know, no, or stay in when you you're, work long because it's, it's a long. So, yeah, sometimes and you, you just age nights. out of it.
2: Yeah, but I get it, guys. People ask, like, do you work a lot? And I'm like, <laughs> I get. I mean, I'm, this is what I do. But and they'll try to kind of, you know, gauge it. And I'm like, I usually average around 28 to 32,000 steps a day. Mm-hmm. And that, wow. they'll be like, okay, in a well, heated that's, kitchen. That's yeah. every day yeah. in one in eight hundred square it? Who feet. spinning around in a circle. Plus
1: all the other business things that happen.
2: There's <laughs> that. So it, that's what you're signing up for.
0: So while we're talking about independence, is there anything? And I, you said the catch, and this is what made me think of that. Are there any things that you would not think any menu surprises that you go to a, a local restaurant that you just have to get? I'll give you an example. The catch is a seafood restaurant. But I'm telling you right now, they have the best dang chicken fingers I've ever had. Really? They're on the menu. I think they're maybe in the kids menu or something, but you can get them for the for the adults, and they are just the best chicken tenders because they're real like big pieces and they're they're
1: like yeah a foot And long. you wouldn't think that necessarily, oh, you wouldn't, wouldn't be think what that you? That that's the, think. the place to get
0: chicken fingers. But they are my absolute favorite chicken fingers. And when I go uh-huh. there, I go. I know the fish is good. Get but the I want fingers. the
1: chicken fingers. Right. So oh. is there
0: any place like that where you go? You go. I'm going to order. It doesn't seem like the place to do it. But it is the But place. I'm gonna get this here. Like for instance, I'll give you one of mine. For your for Azure. Yeah. I go to Azure, no matter what I order, I get an extra side of mac and cheese.
2: Oh yeah. Because yeah. Oh, yeah. I love no. your
0: mac and cheese. It yeah. is
2: when we make it it's good.
0: Bar none. The, when it's on the menu, it is bar none my favorite mac and cheese in the world.
2: That's some good stuff. Yeah, I don't know what other surprise. I, I I feel like there's been a few in my life, like the unassuming place that does. But I can't. It's not Something popping up my head right, right now. Something different off, the, For off instance, the beaten
1: path. Yeah, n-
0: another one. Most Mexican restaurants. I can, I can tell oh, you Hacienda. At they, Magnolia's
2: in Charleston, they had the down south egg roll on the go. menu. Oh. And you wouldn't expect an egg yeah. roll to be in it, but it's like the best egg roll you'll ever have. Sorry, I just had to cut in. No, go that's ahead.
0: great. Uh, <laughs> most Mexican restaurants in town that have a kid's menu have French fries, and they generally have the best French fries around. I don't really? know What why. are the best French fries? What do you like? My favorite french fries in town are at Hacienda. <laughs> I'm telling you, they're at Hacienda. What are they,
1: skinny little shoestrings? They're, skinny,
0: they're, 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 they're uh, seasoned.
1: Okay, well, yours, uh, Chef. Ours are <laughs> just so good.
2: Well, I'm they're skinny. not going to lie, they've been called the best fries in town. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, and they, they really are. You know, when whenever we, so we get to the. And there are certain days where the grease is just right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's oh, yeah. something to yeah. that, guys. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. There's a, a nice fresh oil is good, but about day well, two to three is really when you want to start eating. That's, really? I well,
1: fried so. green tomatoes at Azure. Yeah. You don't have them every day, but they're always delicious. The yeah. tomato is just right. It's yeah. just enough firmness and enough squishiness to... And that breading is mm-hmm. so good. I have to stay away from those onion rings at the Lexington Diner, though. Those I would are, absolutely gain 30 pounds if I ate one.
2: Those are big. But, yeah, the, back to french fries. I love our fries. They do get cold very quick because they're so skinny, though, and it makes them hard to do to go. Sure. That's that, that's the well, one yeah. setback. Well, but if you're there in the that. dining room and you like them, then... Yeah, so what's the future of
1: indies? Do you think? I mean, is it going to go up? Is it going to go down? I mean, there's kind of mixed reviews out there. Uh, will we see more of them go out of business?
0: Uh, you know, I, I I do wonder that because you think about this, we've never had as many chains as we do now. You know, I know. our our gen, you know, but previous and we're generation. We're supposedly
1: the chain capital.
0: Yeah, right. But you know, when you think about it. Like my parents, only if they were lucky, they had a McDonald's. You know, that was it. That was uh,
1: yeah, I know. You guys know I'm old as dirt. Right. So, I remember when a McDonald's came, and we snuck out of the house, my mother, brother, and I, to go to McDonald's. And didn't tell our dad, because he would have died. And we went to McDonald's. Well, it was I like the worry. hidden pleasure.
2: You know, you got to you gotta sometimes just sneak away for those hamburgers.
1: Yeah, just right? just save Daddy the the, no, I
2: mean, I decide. know friends, but, you know, in, in in your age range, right? Oh, yeah. Well, and, that be um, polite. You know, they... was, But, you know, this was back when McDonald's was coming up, and they would drive 50, 60 miles just out of the way yeah. Yeah. to yeah. find a McDonald's. Yeah, 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 so. yeah. And Frisch's was
1: the other place. Yeah. When we'd visit my grandmother, I would stop at Frisch's on the Ohio River, and it was the biggest treat in the world. And that's an old restaurant that almost mm-hmm. is iconic. Sure. Because it's just aged
0: with Waffle the House with is us. one of those places. Yeah, Waffle House? I, I, my family in Jersey. There's no Waffle Houses in New Jersey, so they have to drive. They will drive to Pennsylvania well, to go to a Waffle House. I'm a glad a you brought
2: up Waffle House because we should talk through the dynamics of hash browns.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell well, us. Tell you us know, about I, hash so
2: browns. I mean, I don't really know about dynamics, but what are your favorites? The sliced thin ones with onions, and or home fries, which are kind of like yeah. squares and fried, or do you like the shredded ones on oh, the flat God. top?
0: <laughs> it's like asking me who my favorite kid is. I
2: know. I, I know. know. I
0: know. I like a good crispy flat top. Hash brown. like a shredded hash. I think brown. I like
1: yes. that too, where it's crispy on Waffle top. Waffle house, right?
0: Waffle right. house, yeah. Right. That's what I grew up on.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, I think that there's nothing to that. Honestly, the the little bags of frozen potatoes are the best way to go. You, you know, just because they once you shred potato, they've already kind of been squeezed of all that juice, and they don't mm-hmm. oxidize or brown. So a frozen potato works really good. I think the key is having a really hot flat top or a skillet, though. Uh-huh. Like I think people will kind of throw the frozen hash browns or shredded hash browns with a little bit of oil into a cold skillet and then it just sticks. So you really want to heat that thing up till it's almost smoking mm-hmm. and then add all the hash browns to it. Don't worry, it's going to cool down really, really quick. So you're not going to burn anything. But get that crust and it keeps all the all the inside potatoes nice and fluffy. If you're going for those kind of like, you know, towers where you got fluffy potato inside and crispy on the outside. Yeah. But honestly, I think it's a lot of trouble. I, I At home, I do hash brown casserole. Uh, you oh, know, yeah. it's just want to do ahead of time. You've
0: done that at the restaurant.
2: We do it. Actually, we put it under filet mignon at the restaurant. Oh. So,
0: Explain you, hash brown casserole. If you've never, and I imagine everyone's had it. but Well,
2: everybody, I've had a lot of people's versions, mm-hmm. um, and I, I don't like them. They're like, a lot of them are mayonnaise-based. Cream of oh, onion really? soup-based. So <laughs> I think that's going to be the key. Like, a, a you know, a good gateau, if I was going to make a potato cake, a French style, I would have been using velouté in that would be like an enriched, thickened chicken stock that's fully flavored, kind of like chicken stock that's gravy, not creamy. And the equivalent of that in the grocery store would be a nice can of cream of chicken soup, right? Mm. So that's really what you want to do. I do a bag of hash browns, one can of cream of chicken, oh. about a half a cup of sour cream. Okay. Oh yeah, that's I bet really, that
1: adds a lot.
2: That's really all you gotta do, guys. Like that's those are your easy. flavors. I could. Do I that. like adding cheddar and bacon and green onions. <laughs> you could add goat cheese and sun dried tomatoes and black yeah, olives. Yeah, it's one of
1: those dishes you can add like different kinds of things. You can.
2: But if you just want to do a killer hash brown casserole that's gonna beat Martha's at church down the street, <laughs> then get the cream of chicken. How get do you the get sour just cream. the top
1: crispy and the insides kind of? Not so crispy.
2: Okay, so that's just really the temperature at which you're cooking and baking the oven. Like once you put that casserole, it's all mixed into the into the casserole dish. It already has cheese folded in, so it's going to create a crust. But you can put more cheese on top. But there's a magic. There's something magic to the 350 degree mark in an oven. Mm -hmm. Like there's a reason why Mm. that's the recipe and the temperature for everything, and that's kind of the temperature at which. The mylar reaction and the caramelization and the browning Ovens. occurs in an oven. So that's why you see 350 so much. That's really the key to really? it. With that bake time, about 25 or 30 minutes, it'll be brown on top and cooked through in the center and nice and fluffy.
1: Is there a way to, going back to just the hash browns on the cook stove on yeah, the yeah, yeah. flat top, uh, is that transferable to other kinds of dishes that one might find in a diner or something? Yeah. Uh, because it's just that special flavor. Uh, well, you
0: know what? A hamburger, and I'll tell you, a flat-top yeah. griddled hamburger is completely different than, yeah. than a, a char-grilled hamburger. I'm a fan. Or, I'm a fan. You, you, because you get full contact yeah. of the food to the metal, and you kind of push and it down a little. that's different. And that, that crisp, that char equals flavor. I yeah. completely A flat-top cooks 100% different than a pan. It yeah, and that is
1: kind of a, a diner different. kind of thing. I it's
2: mean, a it's, diner thing, guys. Um, you know...
1: And diners are like... Also, I think uh, one, and of the, a lot one of, of
0: the
2: reasons of Tom Griddle is, is just the, the workhorse of the diner, man.
0: And the, the water in the food evaporates faster because there's no walls, but, uh, like a pan. Yeah. So the food gets crispier without stewing, whereas if you cook in a pan, right. food stews and gets softer. Yeah. So...
2: Yeah. yeah, high heat, big thick griddle keeps and retains the heat. So when you put something on, it doesn't cool down and create that moisture that you're talking about. Right. It just sits there and sears it, and, you, and it's good for short order. You can get things up quick because, like at Azor, a ticket comes in and I sear a duck breast. It goes in the oven. Twelve minutes later, we're kind of flipping in and basting it with the fat, and we're going to time that with the ribeye that started three minutes earlier because it's mid rare, not mid well. And the, you know all's going to come up at the same time. At the diner, you're doing short order cooking. You know the ticket comes in and you work on that ticket get until it's done. Like, there's no starting. Oh. Like, everything is, like, cooked yeah. quick. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't take 15 minutes to cook just uh, a, a Philly cheesesteak. It cooks you know about what? a minute and a half. Yeah.
0: I never uh, realized that why it was called shore till until just now. I know. I'm I know. I've learned something. That. All right. In a moment, we are going to talk to the family uh, that now owns one of my favorite restaurants and one mm. of uh, the iconic restaurants in Lexington, Old San Juan. Next. Don't go anywhere. Okay. It's Food News and Cheese Radio. And... Hey, welcome back. It's Food News and Shoes Radio. And man, there are some days when you think you're working and it feels like you're working. And there are other days when it ain't work. And today's one of those days. So we're going to talk about the style of food I grew up on is, is Cuban food. I grew up in Tampa oh, yeah, there you go. and I love it. It's my favorite. One of my favorite styles of food. And there's a restaurant I was told about years ago called you Old cooked, San Juan. Right?
1: You cooked in Miami.
2: I cooked in Miami. Um, you know, you said you lived in Tampa, right, Twitch? Yeah, absolutely. So there's like knockout, drag-down fist fights between, you know, the origin of the Cuban sandwich, whether sure. it's Tampa, whether it's Cuba. I mean, let's settle Columbia. this. It's from Co- Cuba, guys. The Columbia Restaurant, the home of the Cuban. It but just I mean. kind of changed as it came up into Florida, and we put little spins on it. But sure. we've done some deep research. There's a new book out, too. Yeah. And it solidifies the, the argument that the Cuban sandwich is from Cuba.
1: And he brought that here today. Describe. You
2: know, so, describe hey, uh, Old that. San Juan is a restaurant that is
0: legendary in Lexington. And it's on Malibu Drive. If You've never been there. It's worth oh. the trip. Yeah. And you are the third. Now, the third owners of the restaurant, uh, Gerardo and Gerardo. That is yes, great. sir. Father and son. And you guys, he went in to get a sandwich and he left owning the restaurant. <laughs> Tell us how, how, first off, how does it happen? How did you guys get into the restaurant business? Yeah, we we came to this restaurant because we love the
3: food, the taste and everything. And we came like a guest. Uh, before the pandemic, one, one day when I came, it's closed. Two weeks ago, uh, later, I'm trying to came again, it's closed. Oh. Yes, oh wow. and, the, and, and I say, okay, but I want a sandwich, I want a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I go to the other place. Oh, no, the first time, the first is, is my, my my time. When I arrive, it's closed again. But the owner, the, first o- the last owner, Manolo, is here. We need to close, we need to go them out of the market, uh-huh. but the owner is right here, he wanna sell. You can buy it and you can make your <laughs> sandwich your own. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we we talked with the owner, he was uh, You can order your own Cuban <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then uh, You know what? That's what that was for us like a a blessing. God put it mm-hmm. on it, a way it, for it us. It just happened. It, was fake. Yeah, yeah. it just it, happened. It, yeah. We think about this red, the put on restaurant for a long time. I love cook. Yeah, I grew up with that culture because my family was from Cuba and everything. And then, uh, yeah. that's the opportunity. We talk with my family, with my son. He has a little more,
0: he, a and, lot of experience. And you let
1: him do it, huh?
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah,
4: I mean, yeah, I support
0: him. Could you stop him? Is the question. Could okay. you have
2: stopped him? I don't think so.
0: That's a better
2: question. <laughs> So, you know, we have done some conversations on this show in the past about Cuban food, Mm -hmm. um, you know, kind of through it and all about it. But, you know, from you, kind of what is the epitome of Cuban food or the primary dishes you'd like to share with us to introduce Lexington to that style of food and to bring them to Old San Juan Cafe? Um,
4: Well, we are trying to expand some of our menu onto uh, some other Latin American uh, dishes as well. Um, with a little bit more of a focus on Honduran dishes. We are very familiar Mm. with Honduran cuisine as well. Um, And so with that being said, we are trying to incorporate uh, new dishes, which some of them are called catrachitas, which are kind of uh, deep fried corn tortillas. Uh And then they have refried beans spread on top of them with some Mm. sour cream and uh, shredded cheese. Honduran uh, cheese. cheese too. Yeah, Honduran that, cheese, yeah. imported yeah. cheese from Honduras, and, and sour is cream from as well. Honduras too, and the sour cream will wow. be imported as well. Yeah, wow. that's kind of cool
2: because you know around here we always kind of substitute ingredients. But if you if sure. you look at the the matchup between some of the ingredients you get in Honduras versus say sour cream or cheese here, there's a big difference, mm-hmm. and it really does affect the flavor. So if you want authentic. Right guy like you that imports the ingredients is probably going to nail it on the head why, what's the difference why yeah, are no, they so different
3: you know what the it. flavor mm-hmm. you feel the flavor different complete mm-hmm. different sylvia tastes
1: it was the delicious original.
3: and i'm trying to other one but not thanks god i have a good supply he put me the product here fresh product and i can we can offer this product Light beef.
0: Jeremy, is it one of those things, and maybe you can kind of speak to this, if the cows eat bland right, food, they yes. make bland milk, exactly. and that milk, bland milk makes bland cheese.
2: Yeah, exactly. it's just a whole different tour down there. You know, it's just the the land produces different flavors. Exactly, And that's from dairy to grain to everything. Which is why they say you, you can get pizzas
0: yeah. all over the country, but it tastes different, even it tastes though it's just water and flour.
1: Or honey or any of those right. kinds of things. What's the difference between Honduras-flavored foods or type foods and Cuban? I mean, are there big differences or just subtle differences?
3: No, it's not a big difference, especially because in Honduras we use a little more pepper and cumin Mm -hmm. between uh, in our flavor. Uh, In Cuba, we use more pepper cumin and um, oregano, Mm -hmm. we use it too,
0: or laurel. Chido florel. And there's a little Italian influence with mm-hmm. the oregano. Yeah, you don't you don't pick. You know, people see. I, I think as Americans we think there's Mexican food if it's from south of the border. It's Mexican. That's right. and, and it th- and it's yeah. not. There are so many I, between
2: Venezuelan and Honduran and uh, Colombian and Cuban. There's a lot of shared ingredients, but the techniques and flavors are totally different. I mean, right. Like mm-hmm. if you want to talk about the stables of rice and beans, of course you're going to see that all through Latin America and through Cuba. But yeah, you brought up corn tortillas, so did he. Not something you're going to see a whole lot of in Cuba, but in South America, corn tortillas and corn rule, right? Right. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, back to Cuban food, you know, and blending in Honduran cuisine, you've got some ropa vieja here. This is like oh. my favorite Cuban oh. dish of all time. Delicious. And That's even over the Cuban sandwich which we'll get to in a minute, right? But I need you to describe what we call old clothes. I mean, we know the story that the, the old man, the poor man had people coming over for dinner. He had nothing to serve them so he threw his clothes in a pot <laughs> and cooked them until they shredded up and that's where this came from but it's not clothes in here. What is it?
1: Describe
0: mm. it. It makes you smile. It makes your heart smile. Mm. Yeah.
2: Tell us about the the
0: ropa vieja vieja is
3: is a a, a shredded beef. The first time you need to shred the beef Mm -hmm. very well.
0: Cook it real slow, real low.
3: uh, Yeah, boil and cook very slow until it's the time. Mm -hmm. When it is the time, you take the the bowl and you shred piece by piece. When you have it, you need to chop garlic, onion, Cilantro, and, uh, don't and pepper. All, don't tell all your pepper. Right. And green pepper, you chop it. Mm-hmm. Sausage with uh, olive oil, and, and it, the special ingredients. Yeah, I was going to say. And, it's, and you, 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 it's, it's slow, very slow.
0: Mm-hmm. It, and the, it's and sort the, of like pot roast. Everyone's family makes it a little different. Right. Yes.
2: Yeah, it has that pot roast kind of comfort food feel. But the way it shreds gives it a little bit of texture to it. It has the resemblance of pulled pork. That's what people around here are gonna, you know, recognize it as. But much more rich with tomato. Yeah. It's a slow cooked shredded pot roast is what we we liken it to here. But you put that over rice with Cuban beans, Uh and that's just one of those.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. And listen to what he said. (laughs) A meal
2: is gonna grace every Cuban (laughs) table. You know what the
0: problem is?
3: The crock pot. When you put it in the crock pot the meat is so soft
2: yeah you yes. don't get the shredded uh it's so texture. yes so you, feel, you feel you feel
3: in this one you feel the difference because you still have the taste of the meat and the, texture. Yeah. the yes, texture the
2: taste of the meat and the texture that's important like you know one of my biggest um culinary pet peeves is when people put their pulled pork in a crock pot you know you let oh. that go and it's just like mushy Mush. shredded yeah it's moist as can be but It's not barbecue. It's convenient,
0: but like you said, you cook it until it's time. It might take an hour. It might take an hour and a half. It might take three hours. You just, you can't
2: rush it when you're doing it right.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: So if you guys have uh, your new operators at Old San Juan, you have big shoes to fill. Because I've been eating at Old San Juan all of my life. I was mesmerized by one of the owners that would sit there over his flat top and kind of slowly build a Cuban sandwich with homemade bread, um, you know, kind of putting olive oil on the outside a little salt right. and patting mm-hmm. it and getting it just right it was mesmerizing so tell me about your Cuban sandwich that you're serving now i know it tastes good yeah tastes i mean good. i just <laughs> had one it's 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 fantastic but okay. you even me. you said you even start baked the bread
3: with, start with the bread yeah, yeah. you know what practically we do all the, the most of the sandwich because we made we bake the bread i make the the roast pork the chorizo is real good because it, it came from spain it's yeah the that's lignons. the good stuff oh, it's a, wow. a right it's a very very good uh, chorizo and it's that's not, not cheap not, guys it's not
2: come yeah on. it is not cheap ingredient that's a really no, nice chorizo. no no yeah. no it's, no,
3: no, really it's very really expensive good. if you try the cheese the sweet cheese is not it's a very good good quality sweet cheese. That's the most important in our oh. sweet, in our cubano. Swiss. the ingredient is the okay. must I, I,
0: I love that because there is a certain, it's a craft. It's not just we're making a sandwich, we're throwing some meat on, a piece of bread, and that's right. it. Like every part of the sandwich from the bread to the cheese is thought of. And it makes sense. The mustard and the pickle cut through the oh, fat of the oh, pork. Yeah. You got to have Those the, pickles. yeah, the pressing, you got to have that. Yeah. I mean, it, the Cuban sandwich that I think to me is the most
2: perfect sandwich. It's my favorite. It's got everything. It's got a cool history. It kind of from what I understand ended up being from Cuban workers with a bunch of mixed meats and then as it made its way up in Tampa it found its way like some turkey breast found its way in there sweeter bread there's all kinds of renditions but the one that um, that we're we're having here is the one that we're familiar with and I think the one that has really been narrowed down to what everybody likes you know after 50, 60 years of moving and changing and adding ingredients this is what
4: everybody expects
0: yeah it's what we agree on
2: the the chorizo I like that It's probably the world's most perfect sandwich.
4: I think so. Yeah, Yeah, we agree. And we actually um, Mm. modified a little bit as far as how the meats go in the Cubano. Because in your traditional Cubano, it's usually pulled pork as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's shredded pork. Um, But in ours, we actually do sliced uh, pork instead of shredded just because sometimes whenever you have shredded right. pork in a sandwich it can be messy it yes. can be. you know and there's there's already a lot going on in the in the cubano so we don't we, do, we didn't want to overdo it yeah. you know so uh, we thought that maybe slicing the pork would be a better idea and it turns out it's it's a lot cleaner it's a lot better you know and it tastes exactly the same probably even better oh. you know. texturally <laughs> yeah. it is better how, texturally how yeah. i like how that did,
1: how did you get into was. cooking tell me about you know, have you been a cook just a home cook or have you owned restaurants before and
0: get Yeah, because one day you just decide, I'm going to buy this restaurant. Yeah. And usually that's a recipe for disaster.
3: I love cook all my life. And a long time ago, we talked with my wife. I went to a restaurant someday, and we're here. That's why we feel like a blessed because we're talking about 20 years probably with Mm -hmm. my wife. Probably when, uh, when we were retired or something like that, we put in a restaurant because we love restaurant, and we're here. And we are very happy, try to make our best
0: for to make the best old San Juan forever. So I always like to ask this whenever we talk to new restaurateurs who've been in the business. You've been in the business for a few years now, so you're not exactly new to it. But everybody has the idea, right? Everybody wants to open a restaurant.
2: I don't know why, but you know, <laughs> That's <what> I, yeah. <laughs> maybe so they what don't lessons, know enough <laughs> for,
0: for all the people listening who also have the same mm-hmm. dream, one open a restaurant, what re- lessons would you say? This is what I learned the hard way. This is the lesson. Is it equipment? Is it staffing? Like what's the well, hardest particularly thing? Particularly with the pandemic. Right, what right. challenges
1: did you meet? The
0: everything. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. Everything. Everything.
3: Because right now it's not easy. Mm-hmm. The time is not easy. In every position, yeah. But if you have a passion, passion. If you love what you do, if you mm-hmm. wanna bring, if you wanna uh, leave a, a step to follow, this is the way to do it. Try to make a good food. Yeah. Try to make all. Put all your heart in your food. See your people pass your door. Eat your food and when you receive your platter completely empty.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm so happy in the back. Yeah.
1: And I ate That's more why
3: that's that that's <laughs>
1: my I ate more the other night than I typically do because <laughs> it was so good. And I have all these videos by the way that I'm running. Everybody should listen for the videos. I was taking pictures and he was describing three new dishes that are coming.
3: Yes, yes, yes. It's it's a lot of dishes coming. It's a lot of good food. promise. We promise a good food.
2: Listeners out there, you heard the promise from the man. Yeah. I really think you should check out Old San Juan. Let's let's talk about this for a minute, Lexington. you've had enough Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> had enough. Te- you've had enough cheddars. You had enough of that junk. Let's go. Let's That's try out a real. new local place. Uh, let's help somebody uh, live the American dream and I'm telling you right now this this is not American food this is authentic no, Cuban this is food absolutely, I've tasted yeah. it I've lived in Miami get out there and check it out guys
0: let me ask you there's a, a and you know good food everyone here there's a, a point when you're eating something so good that uh. it goes from happy to anger because you're like I can't stop acting can or I don't know how they did it I
2: right
1: no uh, I'm well, eating too
2: much I'm looking
0: at <laughs> a, a, a cut-up Cuban sandwich over there. And I'm angry because I'm like, I know I'm going to go back, and I'm going to go back, and I'm going <laughs> to Well, I
2: have right. been going back, and you keep mean eyeing me whenever <laughs> I reach for more. He <laughs> thinks there's not going to be enough. You
0: know, this kind of
1: food is actually, I mean, like, this ropa de vera, uh, say it again for me. Ropa de vera. Yeah, yeah, yeah is, is really actually kind of looks good for you you know it's beans and rice
0: and well it's whole beans. food it's, it's, not it's, really, exactly. right? it's not processed right and that's part yeah. of the that's part of the it's real ingredients and real food
2: and it's gonna feel like real food to you especially if you grew up in in central kentucky and appalachia i good too and southern food and cuban food have a lot in common not in flavor mm-hmm. but in the way it feels mm-hmm. it's like grandma's cooking for you it's good home cooking it feels like right. a big hug like sauces yeah. yeah it feels like family dinner it's something you don't want to miss if you like just good old southern food from around here just hop outside your box and try this it's not spicy it's rich it's wholesome it's savory but it's not spicy hot
1: and let's talk about where you are because that's it's an iconic place and it's in a little strip shopping center behind jason's is that the restaurant yes in front of it so you're down you're going down malibu and you turn right on surf side, Surfside? Surfside. Yeah, side 240, uh, 247. 247 uh, Surfside, and it's right there. Uh, and, right to the right hand and, side. And it, it's, it, did you change it much when you bought it? Because I mean, did it look the same? Because I think it looks a little different. And I know you got like back in the back, you've got some no other problem. items.
4: So on the outside, since like you mentioned, as you mentioned, um, it is kind of a landmark. By it now is. in Lexington, yeah. everyone knows a little mm-hmm. bit of where where it's at and what Olsen San Juan is, kind of, um, just because it's been in Lexington for that long. Um, because of that, we wanted to leave the signage outside as it is, yeah. um, just because mm-hmm. everyone knows yeah. it after it's today, as it is, you know. But inside, we did uh, do a little bit of remodeling and um,
2: fixing more stuff seats around. For yeah, one
4: we way. we did uh, add a few more tables in there. We added, um, uh, we painted the whole inside. We remodeled everything inside as well. Um, just so that we would have a little bit more space so that we can have a little bit more people in there to serve as well. Man, um, what are I, your I,
0: hours right now? Oh yeah, uh, so
4: we are open Tuesdays through Saturdays, mm-hmm. 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. Great.
0: Go there. I'm telling you, go there. You will not. And his wife is
1: also, I I had the pleasure of sitting with both of them. Bernie (laughs) and I went over there one night. I snuck. I didn't tell you guys. (laughs) I didn't tell you
0: guys. No. Mm. It's a family run. Father and son and wife. wife. (laughs) All right. Go there. And uh, thank you, Gerardos. Both of you, Gerardos. Thank you guys for coming in. This is Food News and Shoes Radio.